ButcherBox makes it easy and convenient to get the highest quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef, organic free-range chicken, heritage breed pork, and wild-caught seafood without any antibiotics or added hormones delivered straight to your door. For me, I love their ribeye steak with a smoke and reverse sear, their tender belly bacon, which is some of the best uncured bacon on planet Earth. ButcherBox partners with people, small farmers included, that treat their animals in the best possible way and never give any added antibiotics or hormones. When you join, you choose your box and delivery frequency. You can cancel at any time without any penalty, and ButcherBox delivers amazing and fresh meat right to your door in a 100% recyclable box. For a limited time only, get free chicken nuggets for a year and 10% off your first box when you sign up today and use the code WP. That's a 22-ounce bag of gluten-free organic chicken nuggets in every order for a year when you sign up at butcherbox.com forward slash WP and use the code WP. Welcome to Western Contours Podcast, sharing experiences, providing insight, and looking for solutions to become better hunters. We talk gear, on and off season preparation, tips and tactics, conservation, and finding inspiration in the outdoors as sportsmen and women. Thank you for joining us as we share our love for all things Western hunting. having a discussion like we're scripting this motherfucker there you go <laughs> i don't script shit i just didn't know what you had in mind so, so i don't know where the hell are we we're at snow basin this is the last stretch of the season for uh, mountain archery fest sitting here with my buddy thomas mifsud um and i don't know where this is going Would you introduce yourself man and then we'll just start firing off buddy yeah so uh like the guy said we're at snow basin here last uh shoot of the year for mountain archery festival and i do a lot of stuff so i do four-dimensional business and life coaching professionally at a high level executive and also universal outdoor products where i promote and sell different brands that i believe in in the outdoor industry so that's where i'm at single father of three man of faith and a true patriot to this amazing country we got here how in the hell and that's one thing right as as we've done these events over the last, what has it been? Two months, two and a half months, something yes, like sir. that. And you watch the amount of go from the booths, right? Yeah. And I think you, and I'm not taking away from anyone else. Yeah. Your amount of go just here and then keeping up with, I mean, it's day six, it's Baku, it's universal. Just keeping up with that and then keeping track of all the Baku's running around. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean? How does that, it, it almost seems like you're, that's an everyday thing for you. It is. Right. A hundred percent. Yeah. Because you handle it with composure, yeah. right? You're poised the whole time and just like, you know, this is what I do. It's it, a breeze. It's a different mindset. So when you get to a point in life where you actually truly start to invest in yourself, you start to look at how you operate inside of being productive or busy. And with me, I'm productive. I manage myself to own my time. I don't try to manage my time to own myself. So I'm able to be very productive. 
seven, eight years ago, if I was here, it'd be a shit show, right? It'd be chaotic. I would be the busy person, the person that you see stuck in their head, stuck in their emotions, not you know, basing it off of facts like, hey, I got to do A, B to get to C. Instead, I'm going from A to Z to Q to R. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Where am I at? Right. Nothing really gets done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're busy. You're exhausted. You exert all that energy, but you don't have any results at the end of the day to show, hey, what did I accomplish? Yep. So that's how I'm able to do what I do here. Heck yeah. So what do you got? Let's talk about the booth a little bit. What do you what do you got going over in the booth um, for the folks that can't see it? Because you have some of the bigger raffles. Yes, sir. Uh, for the event. I mean, what is it? Something. It, yeah. So it, it's something we decided to throw in, right? Just to add a little bit more, you know, pleasure and excitement for people that come to these events. So what I did is I've teamed up with a couple great companies. So Baku e-bikes, number one e-bike selling four years in a row. I'm an authorized dealer. I have the best prices and deals in the nation over any other dealer or Baku themselves. Plug, plug, plug. Yeah. So that, that, that's a plug for universal outdoor products. So if you want to go to my website now, um, but you know, it's something I believe in. So I sell my rack system to 11 different bike manufacturers. I've had bikes offered to be given to me. I've had people try to get me to sell their bikes. I bought my Baku. They didn't give me a Baku. I bought it. I just bought my kids' bikes. I bought my kids' scooter. Nothing's for free. I don't get any more discount than any other dealer does. And so, and then leading into that, you've got 6AM gear with a good friend of mine, Tristan, and all USA made gear. And I truly believe in that. Number one game bags in my mind, in my opinion. And then, you know, I go into my rack system, the most universal gun bow rack system out there. And I'm like, okay, how can I get all this stuff put together into a package so people can see it's doing events like this you can market all you want online you can come on even i mean podcasts i think are better than online marketing personally because it's more personable right we get to say have this conversation look each other in the eye and be yeah. real and raw with each other about what we're doing why we're doing it and so me and tristan decided hey let's do a raffle so we went we got products from all the other sponsors and some that aren't even here and we put a twenty thousand dollar raffle package together to where We've got 10 different winners from a $1,000 package all the way up to a $3,000 off-road scooter from Baku. Baku did not donate the scooter. I personally bought the scooter. And so that's something we want to give back to our customers and our clients and potential friends and family members later down the road. Damn. Yeah, so, 20 grand's a big, that's a big hit in terms of giveaways. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not small. So outside of that, man, what's uh, what's the hunting like? Let's give them a little bit on the, the hunting background. Um what what floats your boat in the woods, man? Oh, dude, I'm I'm a predator hunter. Like I love elk hunting. Don't get me wrong, but if I can spot and stalk black bear, I mean, I I love getting up close. I like my shots to be under 20 yards. I pretty much want them to smell me as the arrows flying through the air, you know. So, um, and then uh, my son's over at the booth looking for me. <laughs> but um, so my big thing is archery hunting. I'm I'm an archery. By far, like I primarily archery hunt. I'll predator hunt with rifles, you know? I mean, it's just one of them things that you tend to get out and just be able to get out throughout the year. And, you know, you can't get that close to coyotes all the time. I did shoot a coyote 74 yards one, one year, which was awesome. I got that on video. But my main thing now is promoting archery, helping Pope and Young get out more, but really getting my kids into it. So my son is nine, which guy, you've, you've met my son, and mm -hmm. he shot two black bear, a Roosevelt elk, a white-tailed deer, and five turkeys before he was nine. Heck yeah. And this will be his and my middle daughter's first year archery hunting. They're going after Roosevelt elk. So they're nine and 13, and they're going to be elk hunting with archery. So we didn't draw any good tag. I drew Montana archery deer and elk this year, which is huge for me. It's my first year, so I'm excited about that. But the main thing for me is, generation we you know we got to get kids out i donated 
five to 10 kid hunts a year for 10 years on a lease I had. I paid for their tags, I paid for their taxidermy, I paid for all their food just to get them involved and enjoy what they're doing. You know, yeah. so I mean, that's that's what hunting is for me. It's like, I'm a backcountry. let me go disappear in the woods for a week by myself or join up with a buddy or my kids and get, get rolling. You know, let's just get out in the woods let's support what we're doing and not let it die with what everybody's trying to do on the back end that we don't know about. Yeah. What's funny is everybody that sits down in here and I ask that question too, has to qualify. I have nothing against elk. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, for, so everybody can't see it, right? Yeah. <laughs> There's elk floating all over this thing yeah. on, on three sides of it. So it's pretty funny to hear that over and over. <laughs> right. So the killer just walked up right now. You're on hey, a, hey, hey, you're, you're going to say a, hi, buddy. You're on a podcast. You're on a podcast. Introduce yourself. My name's Noah. Yeah. What'd you kill so far? Uh, two bear, uh, elk, five turkeys, a ram, and a pig. And a white-tailed doe. And a white-tailed doe. Nice. <laughs> Nine years old and a quarterback. You can talk. You got to talk right there. No? He's like, no, nah, I'm good. I'm good. You guys put me on the spot. Yeah. <laughs> so one of the things like, you know, as, as, you know, following along, and I think we had talked about it before, um, was, was kind of the coaching aspect of what you do, yeah. right? And, and you brought it up already, um, you know, busy versus productive. Um, talk a little bit about that, man, because that's an interesting thing, right? And, and I'm in that realm that you coach, right? Those yeah. guys you coach and we've exchanged, you know, some dialogue and we, I think we have the same mindset, we start talking busy versus productive and and really putting yourself forward and not the task so much but yourself forward right because it's always going to elevate everything you do yeah so what, what's your stance on coaching and then give us some background on that and the training that came in with that too yeah so i mean the biggest thing with me is like i was one of those guys where i was like fuck everybody i can do it by myself coaches are for you know weak-minded you know people that don't have their shit together this and that and i was you know 180 degrees off so almost seven years ago i started looking into it you know i was at a point in my life where like i had everything everybody wanted right when people would look in outside in mm -hmm. and the response i would get from people is like you got the house you got the toys you got the life you're in shape you got the money right but they don't realize that especially as men and even women there's always you know there's that missing part and until we explore it and we give ourselves the permission to be vulnerable because there's power and there's there's actually results sitting inside of being vulnerable and tapping hey, into yeah, the dark buddy. side of where we at, where we're told, don't go to the dark side, right? Everybody's got to be happy and positive. But if you direct it and use it, then it works. So I kept having this vision of like leading people, right? Like I was a center house and I had hundreds of families around me that would like feed out, not like a king up on the hillside, but a king in the side where everybody worked together. You know, and it was just this weird thing over and over for years. And so finally, after about a year and a half, I decided to jump into my first coaching program, which this is not a plug, but Wake Up Warrior was my first first uh, coaching program. So I'm like, man, spend money on myself. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I would rather you come and talk to me. But um, <laughs> and so but to spend money on myself for something like that, like if I need a new tool for one of the companies I built, I built three companies up to $10 million in the contracting world. I've helped other people break 50 million. And um you know, oh, I got to buy a $100,000 thing or a $50,000 tool, bam, no problem. You know, or my kids need something, bam, no problem. Oh, I got five grand for myself for personal development or something to do with being able to convert mm -hmm. my mind. It's like, fuck that, you know, that's stupid. Well, 
it's all perspective. It's all mindset. So once I converted my mindset and I said, okay, I have to at least give it a chance. I got to give myself permission to believe that I need to be first and I'm worth the investment, right? So I'm like, I'm going to invest. So I put $5,000 down. I invested in my first coaching program ever. So that was the start of it. Three and a half years later, over 350K later with two certifications, one in Wake Up Warrior, one in Unbeatable Mind, plus five other smaller programs inside of counseling and therapy. I'm where I'm at. I closed a $10 million contracting company that was paying me extremely well, way better than I make right now coaching, but to follow a purpose-driven path that fulfilled my why. My why was to allow other people to be successful and not just sacrifice their life today for the possibility of having the life they're trying to create tomorrow. Mm -hmm. It's like, live your fucking life now. Right. You know, now's the time in the present moment. None of us are guaranteed to be in tomorrow. You know, everybody says, oh, you know, we only die once. No, you only live once. You know, so to be able to create that, you know, it's the four keys. It's body, being, balance, and business. And then you have the fifth, which if you go into Unbeatable Mind, if anybody out there has followed Mark Divine and Seal Fit and stuff, you got the Kokoro. It's the blend of everything, you know, and you have to be able to live in these four different dimensions. You got to take care of your body first. If you don't take care of your body first, nothing else matters because your body is your portal. It's your key to walk on this earth. Without your body, you have nothing. You know, even if we have our mind and we lose full paralysis, you know, it's we're still now we're truly limited on what we can physically right. do. Right. But we have our, our minds. So when you put your body in your being, so your body, how you eat, how you work out, your being, your spirit, your faith, plus how you control your mind, meditation, mantras, things like that. It gives you the ability to get clear and focus on what really matters in your life, where you are based on facts, where you want to go and then be productive, not busy. And that's just kind of a 30,000 foot level on you know, where I'm at and how I walk through with people like you're where you live right now, 99% of the people I talk to live in a false reality. And I pop their bubble very quick within 15 to 30 minutes, 80% of the men that talk to me are crying either on the phone or in person. You know, okay. So there's a couple things. One of them, the, the first and foremost is, is being vulnerable, right? The vulnerability yeah. as, as men, like, I don't think people realize the power in just laying all the bullshits aside right there i don't know that there's anything more powerful that we could do no. as men i don't think there's any just to lay it down and i mean and it's not an easy task right because we're bought we're all brought up to be the provider or the the macho or the biggest badass you know what i mean whatever it is and you see it in everything we do but man as soon as you lay that down like the weight that's lifted oh fuck and then the the doors that open, and I'm not talking about material doors, right? I'm talking about emotional doors with your spouse, with your kids, with your friends, yeah. and, and just in things you do, right? The light, the light is so much brighter, dude. When you just say, "What am I like this for? Why do I have? Why do I carry?" It's a fucking burden. Oh, it is. It's hundred percent a huge burden, and I don't think that people realize it. I they, don't think they realize it. They don't until they get their world shattered, right? You know, like you said, it's not easy. It's a simple path, but most people look at, oh, it's simple, so it can't work. Simple doesn't mean easy. Simple is hard as shit because oh, you still yeah. got to do the work after you make that simple decision, you know? And that's just it. It's that vulnerability piece, you know, cool. to be able to let go and unload that weight off your back and just say, hey, you know what? My ego is not my amigo. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> you know? But it's a facade. <laughs> Yes. Right. It's a fucking facade yeah. because you walk around and you're hiding the vulnerability and you run to the garage. Right. Yep. And you go bash something or that's where you do your boohoo and you put everything away so no one else could see it. Yeah. It's a fucking facade. Yeah. So why not 
Why not just let it go? Yeah. It's a fuck, it's a joke. But direct it properly to where it doesn't hurt others. So like one thing I do and I train is a shift mover release of rage. So it allows you to release and get all the repressed stuff out from your past, what you're dealing with, to be able to create capacity for more positive stuff. So like you said, go out and beat shit up. So if you're no, I'm there, not saying go beat no, shit up. No, not like people. I'm <laughs> saying like workout bags, stuff like that, right? It's like go and let yourself access it and get it out. Like you said, everybody's like kind of hiding. That's one of my biggest things is I tell people I had a mask on. You've seen a smoke and mirrors version of who I truly was right. inside. And it looks great from the outside, but I was hurting inside. Right. You know, and and honestly, it scared the shit out of me as a man, as a father, as a businessman to cry for the first time in 15 years because for three weeks I couldn't fucking shut it off. I'd hear the uh, a thing on a radio about a dad and a kid, and I'd just be like, you know, I'm like, I called up the guy I was working with, my mentor. I'm like, what the fuck did you do to me? You know, you made me into a big ass pussy. And I'm like, I was like, this isn't working. You know, he's like, work with it, work with it. And then it just became powerful. And it became yeah. just so productive, like emotionally, mentally, spiritually, the doors so that opened better. to me. And then the production comes on the business side of it. And I mean, I was 10x what I could have ever did seven years ago. That I think there's a trick there, right? Because yeah. it's hard. It's hard. To, well, I guess it depends on the field, but it's hard to apply that. For me, it was easier to apply that to life and harder to apply that to business. And the reason I say that is when you're in the position I'm in, right, that's what you're told you should be, this hard-ass driving, right? And and I think to a point, it, it was hard for me to kind of get away from that, you you fucked up, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Instead of say, reeling it in and saying, hey, I'm not digging this, let's talk about it, yeah. this is why, right? It, that was harder for me to do it in there than it was to just say, man, that feels good to get rid of this bullshit that's yep. just it's all bullshit and but i think that's the step is you have to realize that it's bullshit that it really doesn't matter and it's shutting you off from a lot of opportunity to be honest yeah. i think doing that and then and with my podcast because she says it to this day like i'm more personable and everything with this and i think this has had a lot to do with that and the ability to realize it and shut it off and just be like okay this is me take yeah. it or leave it and that's the part Right, the take it or leave it part. Either you like me or you hate me, whatever it is, that's your choice, but this is me, deuces, yeah, right? No, 100%. And you know, when you look at that, it's like, you know, who do I wanna be, right? And that's what most people don't even know. They don't even ask themselves, like really, what do I want in my life? Who do I want to be? Do I want to be the reactive, active person like you were just talking about? Okay. The reactive is like, what the fuck, you fucked up. The right. active person steps back, takes a breath, analyze the situation then comes in with okay let's figure out a path mm -hmm. let's figure out a solution right but like you know as men we're not raised that way we're raised no. to no emotions you're the hard ass you need to show yep. up you need to be like this otherwise you're weak and guarantee you 99% of the people that I've either coached or I've seen go on coaching even SEALs Army Rangers and stuff they're more of a badass now than they ever were in the first part of their training because yeah. now they access a whole new part of them where they can control their emotions. So they can switch stuff on and off reactively, not reactively, so they get to control it. You know, just like now you're here in the podcast environment, like you said, you're more personable. Having, you know? having that control is a lot easier when you let it go because when you are in that emotional state, right? You, you don't make good decisions from no. an emotional state, right? So I, I could totally see them settling back and going, man, I'm, this, this is, 
they call it the flow state, right? I mean, it, you get in that flow state and that's part of it. And that's all control, letting go, being in that moment and not, it's in here, man. Dude, we are our it's number crazy. one enemies. So we lie to ourselves more in our mind and we believe more of the lies than anybody else could tell us yeah. as individuals. Yeah. So it's like, if, if you don't put yourself first and start taking control of your mind and be able to really work through a process to like, how do I shift these different emotions? How do I remove the emotional attachments from these different situations? How can I direct myself and actually center and focus with clarity? then you're always gonna be in that false reality. You're always gonna be living in that reactive mindset. And then your perspective is so skewed off of what's real and what's not because facts versus feelings, right? Your feelings will lead you down a path that have no reality to truth or facts behind it. And then when you turn around, you're standing in quicksand going, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Like, how'd I get here? Well, you ignore the facts. Exactly. <laughs> because it doesn't feel good, yeah. right? Your emotions and your mind is telling you, no, 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 that's not right. Come over here. This is more comfy. You know, this is where you can be comfortable and complacent and, and you're safe over here, right? Mm -hmm. Until reality comes up and bites you in the ass. It says, no, no, they're full of shit, yeah. you know? And so, yeah, it leads, it, it, it leads you down a darker a darker path, so to speak, right? Yeah, not, yeah. not, you know, meaning something that's dangerous to you. Yeah. It can be though. But it does uh, you because you sacrifice there. your life. Yeah. People don't realize that every day we're living, if we're not living for a purpose and our why and actually directed on a path that's serving us and what we want out of life, we are sacrificing the very life we're trying to create. That's true. You know, you said something too, and you know, people have a hard time living right now. They're worried yeah. about down the road. And, and, and it, for whatever reason, it, it made me think of retirement planning. Yeah. You know what I mean? You do all this shit to, you know, build up this so-called wealth for retirement, but you have nothing available to you right now. Yeah. And I don't know why I thought that when you said it, but it, it it made perfect sense in that respect to me, right? Maybe that's how I related it. Um, but man, it's so important to look at six months from now, yes. right? Next week, right? Elk season's coming. <laughs> yes, hell right? yeah. It Looking is. at elk season. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a big one for me. I mean, I'm gone. Yeah, right? yeah I'm gone. Same, same with me. It's, I've been planning it for two months. I've yeah. got scouting cameras out already. But it's, it's. am I going to plan for, you know, elk season five years from now? Probably yeah. not, yeah. right? Um, but yeah, we don't, we don't look at where we're at and take any steps. I shouldn't say I'm broad stroking, right? Yeah. But we don't take the steps to be happy in two months, three months, a year, a year and a half, we're worried about 65 to 67. Like you said, yeah. who the fuck says you're gonna make it if you're 30, 40 years old, so, who the fuck says you're gonna make it? We had light, we had guys setting course last night and lightning was striking on top of the mountain. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? I mean, they could have been you gone. walk away yeah. from that, yeah. right? I, it just, yeah. I don't know, I think it, it all ties into that, just breaking it down and you got to accept who you are yes, first but you got to figure out who you are yeah most of us don't even know in in the realness in the in the raw and real facts right now who are you can you look in the mirror and actually truly look at yourself and own who you are you know your values you know your integrity you know your purpose you know your why you know exactly where you want to be tomorrow 12 weeks from now a year from now three years from now you know you've got this structure you can shift it as you go because life throws stuff at you. But it's like most of the people that spend a year creating something can do it in 90 days. It's been proven. I've, I've worked with over 2,300 men and women in the last almost four years. Every one of them has been able to condense from a year to 90 days and stuff that they didn't believe they could do because they didn't believe in who they were because they didn't know who they were. 
Well, then a lot of it tells us that we can't do that, right? Everything around us tells us you got to work 12 hours a day for 20 years to achieve X, Y, or Z, right? And there's, like you're saying, there's folks that do it all the time where it's like, you know, you see this exponential growth over a shorter period of time and you're going, holy shit, that was 100% growth in six months or a year. And and you don't even realize that it's possible. It's sort of like what we're told as men. Yeah. You know, it's a trip, man. It's uh, it's something else. How do you, how would you apply? Okay, I'm sorry. I'm gonna keep my thoughts here. So, <laughs> not knowing who you are. Yep. My head, just hearing that first step. You have to be honest with yourself at who you are in that moment. When you decide, okay, I'm gonna do this shit, and you go stand in the mirror. You have to be able to say, I'm a quitter on this or I didn't I didn't fulfill this or I stopped you know what I mean that was that I'm gonna just be straight up that's one of my things right I would start something and I would get to a point and I would get frustrated and I wouldn't see it through and it was just like god damn because we want that immediate satisfaction but then I started to relate things to my family and I'm like wait a minute when I got in my career it was because I had to yeah. right our my wife told me hey we gotta we got a baby on the way, which took me like six, seven months to swallow that pill. But <laughs> that's another story. Right. But I had to look at the delayed gratification portion of that, right? Yeah. Um, I even related to my vehicle, right? I, I didn't, I've, I've always made sure, tried to make sure that she has that upper echelon yeah. vehicle, right? I would get the, the basic stuff. And getting to the point where, huh? Yeah, yeah, we're live. We'll give you a sec. We'll talk Pope and Young in a second, but then relating it to just even purchasing that vehicle. Yeah. Right. And going, hey, that happened. That happened over time. Thank you, sir. That happened over time. I had to sit back and look at it and go, and the light came on. And this is recent, dude. Yeah. It was like, wait a minute. You don't, I worked for 25 years to get to the point where I'm at. There's nothing wrong with that. If you if that's just what it was, but the things I said that I wanted at point A, I have them. It's just more spaced out, you know. But it took me going, okay, I suck at this, I suck at this, I'm good at this, I'm good at this. I'll just keep it even, because I want to say I'm better at a lot of things, and I yeah. probably suck at more of them. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I don't know. I'm just relating it to what you're saying. Yeah. For me, that's how it 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 was just like looking at it from a point of you know that A and B point, and where in that A and B point you get frustrated. You're going to get to be some things are just going to take longer than others. right? And the biggest thing I see that holds people back, exactly like you said, the span in between it is greater, right? From A to B, you know, your span to get from A to B, some people that are more productive might go from A to D in that same time frame. But it's about identifying the production part, but it's about the follow up accountability. Like you said, you wouldn't follow through. Right. Over 90% of the people I work with have lack of none of or just no fucking clue of what true accountability is. And if you don't have somebody there, us as human, as especially men, because we're so full of it half the time, right? We really don't have any accountability. Like you said, Where, she's gonna be walking away from this today. My wife's sitting here. Well, she's gonna be walking away, going, "That's it. That's, That's it. it. I fucking so I'm got gonna, it. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna crush all this shit." Later. Yeah, right. And so, but and, and that's just it, right? It's that that accountability part. It's like if you're gonna commit to something, okay, we we have an intention, right? We intend to do something. We have an idea, then we intend to do it, then we set our commitment, and then we got to have the follow-up action to it. But what fuels that action? Accountability and production. The action has to serve the accountability. 
you know, but it's also got to be productive. So how do you hold yourself accountable as a single person, men or women? You 99% of us can't. We feel we can. Now we get back into that instant gratification, that sugar high and, and that false reality bubble way over here on the right, where when somebody like me comes in and starts talking to you within 15 minutes, I pop that and now you're 180 degrees over on the left going, how the fuck did I get here? No, it isn't. How'd you get there? You've been there the whole time. You just didn't open up your eyes yeah. and turn around to look to yeah. see where you're you standing. You weren't, weren't being honest. Yeah. So let's pause for a sec because we just had Pope and Young sit down at the table. And uh, no, we're not going to say rudely interrupt. <laughs> it's it's always a good time to talk Pope and Young. What we got, brother? What do you want me to talk about? Let's talk about Pope and Young for, let's give it two minutes because I want to sit with you guys anyway and get a full episode. Two minutes. Um, so Pope and Young just recently went through a rebrand and relaunch. Uh, we're still the same Pope and Young we've always been. Um, however, we wanted to recast our vision. We want to show people that we're the voice of all bow hunters, um, that we stand for all bow hunters, whether you're a backyard bow hunter in Alabama, shooting whitetails or traveling to the Brooks Range of Alaska, we're your voice. Uh, you know, there was, there's been a common misconception of, well, I don't kill world records, I don't shoot giants, I don't, it doesn't matter if you're a bow hunter, we're for you. And, uh, you know, I don't I don't travel to Alaska and to wherever to hunt, but I'm a passionate bow hunter, so Pope and Young is for me. Um, so we came out with our three pillars uh, that we stand for, and that's to preserve bow hunting, uh, promote bow hunting, and protect bow hunting. You know, and I don't know about you, but, man, I took advantage of bow hunting seasons. I was born and raised, and there was a bow hunting season. It's always been there. But what I didn't understand was somebody had to go out and fight for that bow hunting season, and that was Pope and Young. And, you know, anybody my dad's generation and up understands that. But I think we've lost sight of somebody had to create our bow hunting seasons, and that was Pope and Young. And so we want to continue to strive to create opportunities. So whether it's, you know, fighting on behalf of Colorado and, and somebody trying to intrude on their bow hunting seasons, or whether it's Arizona and the trail cam issue that's going on right now. You know, we got an email this morning. Could you voice your opinions on trail cameras? And, uh, and so whatever the issue is at the time, we want to fight on behalf of bow hunters. So if it's good for bow hunters, it's good for Pope and Young. So we are the same Pope and Young we've always been. We just want to create a newness and, and we want to recast our vision so that the world can see that we are for all bow hunters. We'll have to uh, sit down and come up with that vision a little bit later. Absolutely. So one thing I, I will add to that is I am a platinum corporate sponsor with Pope and Young as of this year, completely support them, was at Reno for their 60th anniversary conference. And if you're a bow hunter and you're not involved with them, this is a plug, fucking sign up. Because <laughs> plug, if, plug, it, plug. Yeah, if, it isn't, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have tree stand hunting in Colorado. We wouldn't have bow hunting in Georgia. You know, there's, there's a lot of other things going on too, which I didn't realize that they're our biggest advocate and number one voice inside of these issues. So I'll leave it at that with there. Heck so. yeah. Good deal. Like he said, uh, you know, our 60th anniversary was just a week ago. I don't know when this will air, but it was just a week ago, last week. And that's when we relaunched our, our new branding, our new website, our new logos, our new um, core values and mission statements. And so if you haven't seen that, um, head over to our website, head over to our social media so you can really see what the new Pope and Young is all about. Same same values and same standards as Pope and Young has always had, but, you know, we just want to be new. So. Yeah. Thanks for stopping, brother. We'll get a full here in a bit. Thanks, brother. I didn't know you guys were going, so I apologize. No, 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 no worries. No, no need to apologize, man. That's what we're doing here. We can edit it out. 
No, I'm joking. <laughs> Real and raw. That's what it's about. So, so yeah, I don't know, man. It, it, it's it's a very interesting thing. I think, you know, again, it's, it's being honest with ourselves and being able to brutally honest, right? A hundred percent. Where you're looking at yourself going, and in some instances, you're going to say, man, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, 100%. Right? I am a piece of shit, and this is what I need to work on. And it's not easy, right? It doesn't mean that you go in and you have to work on... 50 things at once one thing at a time right i mean that's the that to me that's the path and there's things that you could wipe away right then and there oh yeah right if you're a belligerent asshole because you're drinking every night and you're having you know um you know two three cups of whiskey that's probably a good thing to just cut off um so you can peel you know peel that that onion layers back and and get some of those things done immediately but the issues you've been building for a lifetime you know, it doesn't have to be all of them at once. Habits do not get changed or destroyed or routines overnight. So it takes 21 days for your body to acknowledge you're shifting it. It takes 20 or 66 days for your body to accept it, but they never go away. So one of the things I've learned through some of my studies is your back, your habits, your routines are like a filing cabinet. All they do is get put to the back. Mm -hmm. As soon as you trigger it through an emotional attachment or trigger or an environment you walk into or anything that might lead back to that, it brings it back up to the front and then it's your choice to either grab it again or put it back in the fucking filing cabinet. Dude, I had this conversation two days ago at, at work with a guy about choices, right? And he was like, yeah, but, but you know, we started talking about it. I'm like, dude, you have a choice. Yeah. Right? No, well, you know, we start talking choices. Well, do addicts have a choice? Absolutely, they yep. do have a choice, right? And, and when you when you put it in in the context of something that simple, everything everything unless someone comes up with a gun to your head you know what i mean but it's, even then you still have a choice is this is true you know this is I mean, very true yeah i mean it's right? it's really you do you can it's either very, fight him yeah do what he says tell him to fuck off right right it's still our choice as individuals right choices are something else yeah. um for me you know i take the biggest ones and that's the ones i want to get done yeah. The one I shouldn't say the biggest ones, the ones my look would be what affects her. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's, so I'm going to challenge you on that. Okay. And you might not like what I'm going to say right now, but you need to do the same thing. When you get up every morning in order for you to produce and show up for your loved ones, your family, your friend, my my kids for myself. Like, I mean, you know, I've been taking them and picking them from school for seven years. And people say, how can you do it? Because I chose to fucking mm -hmm. do it. Right. But I put myself first every morning. If you don't put yourself first and fill up your cup, then how do you expect to put in the amount of energy and the love and the appreciation and the affection to somebody else? You can't. You're, you're half-assing it. Yep. You might not feel it. They might not feel it. But like for you, you know, like you say, she's first, she's this and that. But for you to truly be the man that she needs in her life and that she wants as a husband and a father, you have to put yourself first and own who you are so she gets the best version of you. Well, that's the benefit, right, is... is first going in the mirror and saying 10 times you're a piece of shit you're this you're that you're this yep. and then realizing that the benefit that i receive for correcting that may be via through her yep. right but it is going back into the mirror in a month in two months and going you're a little less of a piece of shit because you yep. don't have this that and the other yes. right yep. i'm still a piece of shit just a <laughs> little bit less <laughs> but, and that's the thing you know we're, we criticize ourselves more than anybody too because we look at our feelings not the facts. Right. You know, we'll go in the first couple of times I've ever done mirror work and I start working myself. It's like, hey, you know what? I'm a piece of shit. I'm a bad dad. I'm this, I'm that. All based on feelings and emotions at that time. But then when I turn, I say, okay, what are the facts to back up my feelings? Mm -hmm. 
okay, well, there's no facts to back up that I'm a bad father. So that was a feeling that I identified and lied to myself in my head that I was fucking up. But when I looked at the facts, all the boxes and then some were checked off. And then I'm like, oh, right. wait, well, I'm not a bad father. Right. Holy fuck. How'd that happen? Mm -hmm. Right. Because of that self-work. And I see it in the kids, but as men, especially, I mean, women too, but the way I see it, men more, they don't want to accept it from others. Right. They, they don't want to accept the praise. They don't want to accept the idea that they have on the vision that they see us as. You know, like my my which, kids, which is a weird thing, right? right? Because it's that's like what accept it. What, I know, but that's what we're scrutinizing yes. ourselves on, right? And we're placing judgment on ourselves that's placed by our perception of what other people think. But then we get the positive, and then we don't even want to. We don't accept it. it. <laughs> exactly. It's like, it's like what the fuck? <laughs> wait, wait. I'm going back into the mirror. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> There's one for the piece of shit box. No, and th it's that's crazy, it. yeah. dude. It, yeah. it doesn't make any sense, but it. I don't know. I think the honesty, the honesty piece of it, right? When you go and you do it, you you have to be willing to just lay it all out and say that this is where, this is where I'm at. Yeah. And and you have to be honest. And it's got to be based on facts. Yeah. Get out of your head. Get out of the emotional ties and triggers and look at the fact. Ask yourself the question, and then ask yourself: Is this true? Is this a hundred percent true? What are the facts that back it up? Because if you don't have back facts to back it up, you're lying to yourself and you're believing your lies. Mm -hmm. You know, and it goes in like I like the the three P's Pope and Young went to because like within business going from the life, you know, the being the body being balanced in business and then business being a pillar. I go to purpose, production, profit, and protection. Right. So it's like we've got all these different layers to who we are. But exactly what you said in your relationship, like with your wife and kids and the family, I'm going to kind of shift here for a second. It goes into business. Everybody wants to set their business up first and then have it come back and take what it gives them instead of setting up the, what they want and then building a business to serve that. Your business will be 10 times more productive if you set up who you are, identify exactly what we were saying and say, hey, this is who I am. This is where I want to go. This is what I want. Now, what do I have to do inside my business to serve that and give back to mm -hmm. me? Right, because if not, you are always serving it. And you're you're stuck in it. Exactly. Yeah. You're you working in meal. it, not on it. Yep. Yeah, you become 100%. the meal that the beast is eating yes. every single day. Yep. You know, another thing that, and I'm not sure what triggered it, when we're looking at all these things, right, and, and, and self-reflecting, we have to get away from the material aspect of it all, yes. right? Because it carries... I don't, I don't know. I'm just throwing a number. I'm going to say that the material aspect of things carries somewhere in my head, 70 to 80% of the burden because we look around and it's, I want this, right? I got to have, I got to have, you know, 3,200 square feet or yeah. I'm piece shit, right? Yeah. You know, the roof over the head and this is what you could do isn't good enough. I got to have this, the material things have, we carry a burden of that as well. And I yeah. said it right. Make I want to make sure that she has the best car that I could afford. We could afford. Um, but did you ask her what she wanted? I don't have to. Well, she because, just said she doesn't care. What? Well, no, she cares. I can't. Well, well I here's. Don't care anymore. I okay. Care. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's but that's but that's part that's even part of the conversation with the material thing, right? Whereas we are trying to fulfill something we didn't have, yeah. and we place this huge value on those things because we never had them. Now, when you're able to, you get them, and then they're a burden, and then you're like, you're like, why the fuck, why the fuck I did I work this? my ass off for that? Why do I need this? Yeah. Right? It just doesn't make any sense. But it's funny because you work your ass off to get to that. And you're like, why am I working my ass off for this? 
Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. It's not well, and that's why you, you question, right? This is one thing that I started doing inside of the coaching. It's like, you know, what do I want? Do I really want it? Why do I want it? And how is it going to change my life? You know, now is it worth putting the effort and the resources behind going after and getting it? Right. You know, because like the material things, I was always that guy. The, the crotch rockets, the Corvettes, the the race cars, the yeah. boats, the snow, you know, like, oh, I got to have all this shit. And then when I'm sitting there at home alone, all that shit. And I'm there. looking around going, why? Uh-huh. What is it doing right now? Why? Yeah. yeah. It's like, you what know, there's, there's no, there's no val- monetary value to me as a human being for having that at that point in time. I mean, and, and let's preface it, right? It, and I'm not going to bullshit that. It, we, in, in, in terms of hunting, right? Oh, that's completely different. We need everything. <laughs> fine, fine. Wanna let's be have, real. <laughs> I want to have what I like out there, right? Yes. But I make sacrifice for that. I'm not saying it's, I'm not saying it's different, Yeah. but I want to, I want to qualify it slightly, not to say it's different, but there are things that you can want or have, or have an expectation of having, call it the higher end or the yeah. upper end of things, right? You don't have to just settle for everything as well. Well, there's a difference between quality and just a product, right? Right. So like, even with what we were just talking about with the house, the cars, everything else, it can be quality based. Mm-hmm. Like, how's it gonna improve? So I'm the same way with hunting equipment, but I'm the same way with my tools inside my companies and stuff. My guys never had the low end stuff. And it isn't because I wanted them to have the best in the mindset of, oh, they got the best, so they're good. It's, I want them to have the best because of the quality, because my production and the results that are gonna come from it are gonna be 10X what they would if I'm replacing drills and saws every Every three three to six months, yeah. You know, so- I live that shit every day. Yeah, so you know exactly. So that's the difference. So it's not different in that aspect, but it's identifying the quality and what is it gonna do for your life. Yeah, and and it's okay. Versus just having it to show it off. I mean, hunting is my thing, right? That is my thing, and I've been, Everything has been my thing at some point or another, right? That's From street true. bikes to dirt bikes to, <laughs> yeah. you know, you name it, I've done it. And there's, right? <laughs> and there's a couple things that, you know, are still there. But part of that is I like doing outdoor shit. You yeah. know what I mean? And you go through that realm. And once I started hunting, everything else was, you know, kind of, it was all about that. But <clears throat> there's that little dog's out of the pack. Um, <laughs> But I don't. Yeah, it's not different. I I think that there's there can be some value to that stuff. I just don't well, want somebody yeah, to go. You still, gotta have stuff. Yeah, I want stuff it isn't that guys. you have to have it. Have what serves you. Right. So like, if it serves you to have a five thousand square foot house on a, you know, four hundred acre ranch, I mean, honestly, it would definitely serve my life because Hell of the quality yes. of life I'd be able to give to my kids and the quality of my life. I know what it would impact. Right. We're actually going so, through that right now. Yeah. And, and you know, talking about getting out of the 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 crazy state there. And that's what it's been about is yeah. like increasing the quality of life, yeah. right? And, and being able to slow down on the business side of things and get more rural. And if we want to boogie out of somewhere, yeah, yeah. Live, live to live. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or get, you know, four to six bikes from me instead of side by side. <laughs> What's that? What'd you say? Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> plug, 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 plug. <laughs> well, and yeah. that, yeah. And so well, that's, much. and that's what Thomas yeah. is saying, right? Where does it serve your, your life, your yeah. purpose, right? Your I mean, choices, going back to what you were saying, choices, your choices need to serve the life that you've designed and are creating the daily moment. 
and that so. and that's something that and you said it and i want to say it again but it's it's kind of ever evolving every chain that target can move all over that proverbial mountain yes. and it's okay if you change where your target is placed. 100 fucking percent, thank you. Because so many people say, well, I committed to this, so I have to follow through. The man or woman you are today that committed to it, six months from now, nine months from now, is gonna be different. Mm -hmm. And that target might not serve what you're trying to create now. You might have shifted one degree, three degrees to left or right. Yep. Now you have to shift that target. That's still okay because you're still committed and moving inside the production to be able to make your life what you want it. Mm -hmm. It serves you in that moment. And it might not serve you anymore. That's okay. Give yourself permission to say, it's okay. Now, I'm not failing. I'm shifting my energy to produce what I need now. Now, that doesn't mean, because a certain person is going to listen to this, that doesn't mean that you can recommit every other week and move that no, target. No, that, right? that's that's bullshit. That, that <laughs> person that heard that and was like, that's what I need. Yeah. You need to go look in the mirror again and, and write another line with another box and you're a piece of shit. <laughs> because I, I do not follow through on anything. Exactly, because there is no a level of person that will never follow through on any one of those things and always wonder why, but they've never gone in honestly and said, this is a problem that I have, Yeah, you know? And accountability is a big part. Like oh, there yeah. is no accountability in this world anymore. And and honestly, even still this day, even being that, you know, it's been almost four years now, I've been professional coaching and consulting. I still have a coach every year. I'm still in a program every year. I still spend X amount of dollars every year for my own personal accountability and production. So no matter how much I learn it, I live it, I lead it. I still need to be able to have that little bit to where I can turn around and I can have somebody go, smack me and say what the fuck are you doing right you're off track and i'm like oh shit i got so in the motion of doing things and in a path that we slip we step off and before we know it you know it's like hey i wanted to be in this draw to go after this bull but i'm two draws over shit how that happened because i was focusing on the wrong thing right but it was still productive because now i found this great muley i'll go after the muley right and it doesn't, so put it back towards the hunting so people can relate and it doesn't mean it doesn't mean that you have to be going for the 400 plus inch bull, if we're gonna put it in terms of hunting, right? It's okay to chase the raghorn. If that's what you are and you don't see the vision of chasing a 400 inch bull, then go after the rag, go after the cow. But as long as you're hitting the mark, right? And you're setting the bar, who cares if it's not as high as Thomas or guys, who cares? That's your yeah. bar, right? You can determine your bar, but you have to be okay when you're looking at that outside influence and where that bar falls within that that outside influence. Well, 100%, and there's steps, right? Like, you might shoot a raghorn this year, you might get a small contract this year, you might shift or transition jobs this year, or you might get into a different relationship or create a different relationship with your kids this year. Every little thing is a step. Like, my oldest daughter, my son's sitting here next to me right now, she didn't talk to me for two years. <laughs> I still get emotional about it. So this is vulnerability. And uh, I text and called every day. And she told me that the only way she got through that time with what she was going through personally was knowing I would text and call, even though she didn't respond back for two years, right? But it was a consistency and having a purpose and a why on how and what I was doing where I wanted my life. Now we have a great relationship. He knows. So it's it's that you got to give yourself permission 
to I'm an asshole, right? But and I know I'm an asshole in a lot of situations, mm-hmm. but yet it's not the type that beats people up and does it. It's the type that people label me as an asshole because I hold my ground and I stand on a foundation that people can't fucking break. And that's it. Yeah, and you know exactly I what mean, I'm talking my about. Hand, you, right? I should put two. Yeah, hands right. Down my <laughs> so, right. like with my son sitting here, is what do you what do you think of me as a dad? Great dad. So you know, and it's it's the ability to be like he's sitting here right now, and I didn't hide myself. I didn't hide who I was, and I don't from anybody anymore. Five years ago, seven years ago, if I was talking about her, I'd be like, yeah, you know. So this is what happened. Blah blah blah. Because, but everything inside me is bubbling like a fucking volcano and I'm just wanting to explode. I'm wanting to rub. I'm wanting to get it out to create the capacity to become better. You know, but I had to give myself permission to say it was okay. Fuck everybody else. Mm -hmm. Right. Because it doesn't matter. So, okay. So one thing I don't think that we've touched on in this realm, right. In this topic. And it's huge is fear. Yes. Right. Because if you can't, we could do all this other stuff, but if you can't accept the things that you're scared of, and and for most of us, the majority of us, that is failure, yep. right? The fear of failure is huge, right? We're scared to go after things because we don't want to fail. But we need to fail. That's our life. That's our lesson. If you're not failing, you're not growing and exceeding and and exercising your God-given right to become who you were born to be. You know, fear, false evidence appearing real. I love that breakdown of that. It's just like the FOMA, right? Mm-hmm. The fear of missing opportunities. It's like at the end of the day, if you're not willing to fail forward and go, okay, what worked, what didn't work? All right, what do I need to adjust? Okay, now let's do it again. Now let's do it again. Now let's do it again. You know? And in that, if you fail because you stopped, doesn't mean that you can't start up a year from now and go after it again. Every day is a new starting point. Right. There's no finish line. And there's no time limit on when that failure can come full circle and start again. A hundred percent. Because that's where I see a lot of folks, they'll, they'll, you know, hunting, right? Guys will quit because they ain't killed nothing. Yeah. Right? But I did it. I did it four or five years in. I was like, man, I ain't hardly got money. I'm away from the kids. The kids are in sports. What am I doing out here Right. right. And dude, I, to this day, I regret that year off. Absolutely regret having that year off, you know. Well, and you, it'll always haunt you. It will. There's nothing wrong with falling flat on your face. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with it. If you're not falling, you're not trying. Okay. I mean, it's just. I like, didn't want to say it. Yeah. No, I, I 100%. You're fucking, I didn't want to say you're it. I'm not so trying. Clean. I got so yeah. many cliches right. for right. that ass. Well, and it's like, well, and most people believe or feel in their false reality again that they are trying. But when you turn around and you look back at the facts, they're not. They're not right. doing shit. So, like, I stepped out of this industry right here, like, not fully, but off the public. Like, I used to do these shows all the time, do everything. I had a TV show. I had a big. Um, you know, pro staff behind me. I spent almost $200,000, sent everybody to camera school, all this shit. And I had them stab me in the back and take all my stuff and try to start a show on their own. So I said, fuck the outdoor industry. I'm done. And for like over three years, and then my buddy Tristan was 6 a.m. He's like, hey, just come do a show with me. You belong out here. This is your passion. And I was like, you know what? I'm tired of how the industry works as businesses, right? So I wanted to take my coaching into the outdoor industry. And everybody would just give me shit. Oh, fuck that. Oh, you're a pussy. Who needs a coach? This and that. So I'm like, well, I'm not going in the the outdoor industry. You're in the machoist realm that you could be in, right? right? 
Urgh. Yeah. You well, so so being a contractor, I got into con so contracting is my main niche, right? I go after a contractor. But the reality of it is, is my passion is in the outdoor industry and being a father, being with kids, mm -hmm. conservation. So I was like, okay. You know, I quit this before because when I first started coaching, I started the Hunter podcast, which is not active now, but it did hit top 200 on iTunes. <laughs> but I started that and I started the Avid Outdoor Warrior. But, you know, even though I got all the followers and everything, everybody was so stuck in their mind and their ego that they wouldn't take a step forward in anything. So I'm like, OK, I can't coach and consult people in the outdoor industry or live the outdoor lifestyle because everybody's got their head so far up their ass like I was that they're not willing to see the opportunity that they have if they actually just took a, took a step back and looked at, hey, this is where I'm at, this is where I wanna go, let's clean all the bullshit away. And stepping back into doing these math events, having conversations, I've picked up five businesses in the outdoor industry that want me to help lead them into creating their business because I can see right off the bat, their business can be three to five times what it is within six months. Because from the outside looking in, which we don't want to accept other people's perspectives most of the time because we haven't converted our mindset. Mm -hmm. But going back to you saying take the break, I took three, three, almost three years off from dealing with anybody in the outdoor industry. And I regret that because even though I still have some of those relationships, like we've known each other for years now, yeah. you know, but the growth I could have had and the relationships I could have had even better with you and other people. But, but would it be as valuable to you and no. everybody that you're serving? No, and that's no what I was going to get at is everything happens accordingly right yep. one of the things from a proverb i can't remember because i can't quote shit, um is <laughs> when the king puts his hand on the plow and he starts pushing forward or the queen he doesn't look back the king yeah gave right her, <laughs> gave her enough credit this thing. <laughs> so you know and but he doesn't look back why doesn't he look back because he's not attached to what was or what wasn't He's attached to what will be and what is actually happening in the moment. Yeah. So he's watching the ground. He's watching the plow break apart the hard dirt. He's watching the seeds fall in and cover back up. And he's watching everything be created in front of him in the day, in the present moment that we live every day. And not turning around and being attached with all the weight of the past holding us back. Mm -hmm. So I looked at that and I was like, you know, yeah, I was out three years, but I was able to actually become a better version of myself that is now able to stand in this position with true credibility. I've learned it. I've led it. I'm leading it now from a place of I've built this. I've done this. And I can I can be here to support you in doing it. Same thing I'm doing with my kids. My son, my ex asked me, she's like. Why does he get up every morning and do what he does? He gets up at 7.30, logs in virtual school, which everybody fucking dealt with this year, right? <laughs> logs in, waits for his teacher. His teacher gets on after him, posts the work. He does his work before anybody else even looks at it. And, and he's done. And she's like, I've never seen this in all my years of teaching. She goes, what is it? I said, ask him. He's like, because my dad gets up, does all his stuff before we get up. And then he gets to enjoy the day. So he goes, I'm setting myself up to be able to enjoy my day okay. because he watches me. I didn't tell him that, but example. he knows mm -hmm. we lead by example. We do the same thing with business clients, with friends, with partners, right? With significant others. We lead by example. I had a married couple. I was coaching the wife. She started meditating, started doing her morning routine, her core four, her power hour. Within a month and a half, her husband was doing it without her knowing, kind of side by side. And then he asked to join. Both of them lost almost 70 pounds each, felt better, quit drinking. They increased their personal income by almost 30%. And they had over 39 three-day weekends and six days of vacation within Hell the yeah. year. But 
they said, this isn't possible. We can't do this because they're attached to the old version of the idea that society says you have to fucking live like this. You said it because that we are told, I mean, it's as simple as buying a house. Yes. Right. I mean, that's what you have to do. That is the qualifier of you as a person is owning a home. And it's like, that is the dumbest fucking qualifier that you could have ever. It feels great. Oh yeah. There's some security in it. I'm not, taking away from it but that is how we judge people and maybe not so i see it a little less now but i think our generation i think that that was that was something that qualified you as you've hit the pinnacle you bought a you bought your home right that was the pinnacle of success in in you know what would for the lack of a better word blue collar folks right you you have made it you've hit the upper echelon and then you die but yeah, then you then die. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. We sell it. We move the fuck out. We buy but, a big profit. Yeah. Man. But I want to go back. Like you, you said, yeah, like you just said, though, the blue collar. This is one thing that drives me nuts and never bothered me until I actually started investing myself is who are we to allow other people to put labels on us? Yes. Yeah. And people say, well, so and so did this or I had a bad contract or this happened. That's all their fault. Right. No, it's your fault. You put yourself in the situation to step on that path you allowed yourself to take that label from other people and put it on you, mm-hmm. right? And society's like, oh, everybody's gotta have their certain label. Well, fuck society. Because at the end of the day, we get to control that. We go back to, it's our choice. Mm-hmm. It's our choice to allow ourselves to be labeled a certain way. It's our choice to be able to say that this is who I am or what I'm gonna do based on other people's perspectives. Right. You know, and it's like, I get people, married couples all the time. They say, oh, well, you know, you're not qualified to talk about, you know, relationships or parenting. I was like, why not? And what qualifies you to just because you, you know it, just hanging out with you guys for an hour there's no way you guys should be together you guys should have fucking ended this 10 years ago right it's like but you guys because society says you got to stay together we got to stay together for the kids you're hurting your kids more now than you ever would if you would have just separated and had a good relationship and it helped them from both sides right like me and my kids stepdad we spent two weeks up in the mountains of elk hunting i took them and their two daughters and my kids all to disney world four months ago that's what a blended family is supposed to be. And that's what a family is supposed to be. It's, but it all comes back to making choices and identifying who you are. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't know why I got off on that little tangent. No, 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 no. It's I think <laughs> Real raw. In. So if you're listening, yeah. this is what you fucking get with I, I me and guys. In. Uh, yeah. I think it fits into the conversation, man, but you got a booth to deal with. I want to grab you, man. I appreciate you. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, we, I see our friendship growing more than it has. I mean, you know, just spending this time, um, you know, and then, and I, I pay attention, right? I pay, and, and social media is a weird thing, right? And, and you, there's good in it. Yeah. Um, we, we talk shit about it, but there's good in it. And I pay attention to things and you're one of the people that I pay attention to. Uh, so I appreciate you, brother. Yeah, no, you know, thank you. I appreciate you and, and what you do and what you're able to do with getting the message out. Like, you know, I listen to a lot of your podcasts, right? And there's a lot of shit out there. I 100% people, there's a lot of shit out there, right? You'll get people that promote and pay people to promote their podcast, it doesn't mean that there's quality in there. Yeah. It doesn't mean it's based on facts and truth and you know production and accountability and just living a life and creating a lifestyle. What it means is that somebody actually had to pay somebody to say their <laughs> shit was good, right? So, and this is one of those spots where, you know what, I mean, you guys have put together an amazing thing here. You're great people, great example of a couple, you know, parents, businessmen, everything else. So it's like, you know, at the end of the day, 
make sure who you follow and who you uh, you know step aside of and stand aside of is quality integrity and there's some purpose and you know your why at the end of the day i keep you driving all right brother I'll all right back man. to it man thank awesome you. thank you Thank you for listening. Follow Western Contours on Instagram, subscribe on YouTube, and sign up at westerncontours.com. Episodes are available on most major platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Stitcher. Subscribe, leave us a comment, and don't forget to hit that five-star rating. We appreciate the support, and until next time, lay them down.